0: I would find in scripture stories of genocide and then the genocide was being exalted as being a good thing, you know.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of the Evolve podcast where we have raw, honest conversations on life, faith and change. My name is Pastor Wah and in today's episode we continue to dig into Sami's story. We've been listening to... The Sami story from the time he became a believer and how that affected his life, into this preceding episode where he um, has begun to serve into the ministry and the decisions and how his decision to be a person of faith has affected his life. In today's episode, we continue to travel farther with Sami. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to those, as they will provide a clear context of Sami and his story and his journey and where he's going. We delve deeper into Sami's deconstruction, which is an interesting term in, when it comes to the evolution of faith. It's a process by which people begin to re-examine and take apart what they've believed, their faith, and at this moment choose to keep what they find useful and discard what they find uh, unuseful. Uh, it's also a, a, a marks a turning point for a lot of people because they come into a place of awareness about what they believe and what they want to hold on to. Um, for those of you that might be interested uh, or are going through a transition in your faith, some of you might be uh, leaving your faith, your Christian faith, or you're just a life of faith and belief, uh, this uh, particular podcast will be very, very useful to you. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, you could uh, email me at pastor at hotmail.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-W-A at hotmail.com, and we'll be glad to hear from you. Well, that's it for now. Let's listen to Sami as he tells his story.
0: Um, And so I I, I constantly ran against this duplicity, really, where I had to believe one thing, but then switch it right in my head, in my brain, somehow switch it to the next. So God is a loving God, but God is also going to judge everybody and send them to hell um, because they were born as sinners. And if and so because they are born with the nature of sin, they're destined from to go to hell from the day they were conceived. How can I continue holding on to that? How can a zygote be destined for hell? Yeah. You know, by a loving God. Um and so slowly by slowly, I, I my my own I, I was finding inconsistencies and, and I, I found ways to explain them away. Yeah. But then my marriage wasn't working.
1: Mm.
0: You know, so I was really struggling in my marriage, um, you know, story for another day. But
1: uh, here I was struggling, um,
0: you know, with the principles of marriage, but not being able to leave them.
1: So, yeah, so you're, in, You're of course, you're in, in this church and you are very, um, of course, you've been an architect of this thing.
0: Yeah, uh, the, really, what What was happening was I couldn't stomach it anymore. You, right. Right. right, because I knew what it was I knew these were human beings that have planned very carefully over the week and they've planned very carefully over the month and to me yeah. that planning is basically manipulation mm. because you have people coming up on Sunday and literally opening their souls up and, and, and raising their hands up um, trying to find a God that doesn't seem to be right there doesn't seem, you know they yeah. have to seek him and seek after him, and and mm. um, you have you need you, you know the the, the, the Sunday um, event, the church event, yeah, is really um, a needle. It, it is a syringe to infuse new spiritual energy for the next week. Right. Right. I mean, that's why you have to go to church every Sunday. Is because you need this energy. If try not going to church for a year and see what happens, right? Right. <laughs> you know? um, and so I I I just couldn't stomach it. I, I'm standing there looking at the pastor, or um, hmm. um, you know the worship leader, saying you know this moment is the Lord's moment, but knowing that this moment had been planned for for a whole week.
1: Was this the moment you realized that you had changed, or things had shifted dramatically for you in your relationship with faith? Yes.
0: Um yeah. Now you know what I hadn't thought about it that way but now that you're asking it um I think that was it. Um I stood there the entire time um and I just could not believe that I used to do this. I I could not believe it. It uh, it was It's it's very interesting. It, it just seemed yeah. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, it's very interesting because there's there's a lot of people who say that that's what happens. They they show up and all in a in a in a religious or in a faith environment, and they're like, I just I, ca- I can't stand it. I I don't know what it yeah. is, but you can't. There's no language for it. Even I don't even think we in, there's language for it. But right, yeah. right. No, there isn't. Yeah. And, and you know, there's a, there's a section of Christians that uh
0: you know doesn't get discussed a lot. But mm-hmm. if you talk to any former Catholic, it's the same thing. Mm. You talk to any former former Catholic, um, they're, they're standing up, they're kneeling down, they're, they're going up front to take communion. The the whole ritual, at some point, you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, in fact, I have a uh, you know quick little story. My dad, mm. you know, we grew up Catholic,
1: yeah.
0: and my dad, when we my family moved to Nairobi,
1: yeah.
0: My dad had actually stopped going to the Catholic Church. And so the entire family actually quit being Catholic. Mm. And I asked my dad one time, why why don't you go to the Catholic Church anymore? And he said, I do not see how I, me as a grown man, I'm going to kneel down in front of another dude to tell him my sins. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) Which... Yeah, exactly. Mm. Why, why are you kneeling down, you know, and why is that a requirement for you to go to heaven? Right. Why would God require you to to, to confess your sins to some other stranger, mm. some stranger, yeah. literally? Yeah. <laughs> and and my dad is all African. He's uh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that African dad, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a, uh, that African dad. He's not going to do that. Um, right. So, so uh, the same thing happened to me. Is right. I'm standing there looking at it and thinking, what, what? This person here literally wants me to believe that somehow he's yeah. um, he has some spiritual knowledge that I don't, right. and so somehow he's guiding me. This singer, this worship leader, is 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 going to guide me to experience God the way he's experiencing God right now. Hmm. Well I know that right now he's not because guess what last night he was practicing with with this same worshiping worship team right and he was practicing and, and they went over the notes and they said okay you stop you know when we get to this point right. you, you you guitar player you stop playing and then you you the drummer you stop playing the drums that whole thing was like I know exactly what you guys do
1: right because, because, that's what you were doing, basically.
0: Because uh, that's what I was doing.
1: Well, that was. I your mean, life, you talk yeah.
0: about the sermon, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You talk about the sermon. The, the, the pastor came up front and preached the sermon. Yeah. I don't remember what the sermon was, but I remember thinking this: you're gonna start with an introduction,
1: hmm.
0: and that introduction is gonna have a nice little story. Hmm. Then you're gonna go into establishing a problem, right? And you're gonna uh, you're gonna establish that the sermon is gonna address. A solution to this problem. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna start with the first point. It's gonna be it's gonna be some alliteration in the three or four points you're gonna make today. So you're gonna have an alliteration that starts with an A and it is gonna have a nice word. Then you're gonna have extrapolation of it. Then you're gonna have a story to demonstrate <laughs> its application. <laughs> you're gonna go to the second point, it's gonna be alliterated, it's gonna have another A, and then mm. and then you're gonna have a conclusion with an altar call, oh, wow. I knew this, and then guess what? He did it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'm standing there. I'm like, "Yeah, this is exactly." I, I this done was this was, was your so life. Long. Yeah, yeah. I you know I, even hmm. even the worship, I I I I, I projected it in my head. What you're gonna do is you're gonna start with really fast songs, right? Then you're gonna slow them down, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna have people clap at the end. Then you're gonna slow it way down. You're going to invite people to come, you know, to open their hearts and just um, have a prayerful attitude. Yeah. You're going to open with some kind of very emotional uh, prayer. Mm. Then you're going to have people raising their hands and singing, you know, Blessed Be The Name or whatever the song. And again, sure enough, the worship team did exactly what I prayed for; to project was going to happen. I, I have I have been to church a couple of times because of family. Uh, so really not because I wanted to go, it's because family was going. And so, and, and every time, I've, I've had that structure in my head. Right. And sure enough, every time, this is what happens. But then it seemed to be God's doing. Right. The, the thing about it is this. Because I had done it myself,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I knew, I knew, he, you know, I would preach sermons on Sunday that was so powerful People who come up front at the altar call crying, right? But I hadn't uh, really talked to my wife for the entire week. The, you know, it was a duplicitous way to show up. Right. Where my own internal life right. had no ramifications for the external. So I still could mm. preach powerful sermons, even though I was completely broken. Right. Even though I just prepared that sermon that morning. Right, but because I was so good, <laughs> yeah, I was so good at coming up with three points, one story up top, one story down bottom, and having a nice altar call.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm telling you, I would prepare someone pastawa. I would prepare someone in ten minutes, and people would come up uh, later and they'll say that was the most powerful someone I've ever heard. I don't even know how you came up with that structure. Yeah. Well, I had been to Bible College for four years. I <laughs> knew how to come up with structures.
1: So you, you were—that was your training, and and you had you had sort of gotten that. Um, That's exactly right. S- settled. What at, at this point, what decision do you make then? I mean, you you've gone to church. You you've seen man, I, Yeah. What, who yeah, are you going go to ahead. become now? Yeah.
0: I think at that time um, I was so busy with work. Um, I had I had maybe at at one point I had five jobs. You know, mm. uh, three of them were I could work at any time I wanted. And two of them I had to show up, Um, And so I I was so busy, I I just didn't want to get bothered. Mm. Okay? And so that was the first thing that happened, is I just didn't bother. Because I was busy. Um, I was working every Sunday, I was working every Saturday. So for me, it was a nice change, a welcome change to not go to church. Right?
1: Mm.
0: But slowly by slowly, what happened was, is when when... The U.S. is 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 very unlike what most people come in thinking it is, right? So, like one of the things is, this is a Kenya. Uh, now being here for six years, yeah, I realize that Kenya is a very sanitized environment. Mm. You know, just the, the the language that people use is is believe it or not. <laughs> Is very very humble. Um, pe- people actually talk to each other as human beings, for the most part. Not not all the time.
1: Yeah. Um, which it's is qu- not which uh, is cha- uh, quickly changing, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I,
0: I, I I bet with things like Wamblanbe, I, I bet it's quickly changing.
1: <laughs> <Mlambez>. <laughs>
0: um, but the the, the smoking,
1: yeah. uh,
0: for example, you, you know, it, it's easy to talk about smoking and how people shouldn't smoke in Kenya, but man, you come out here, um, and it's everywhere. Mm. Um. You know, so there's a lot of things that are very sanitized in Kenya. You know, the language, the, right. the, the porn, the all that is. There's quite a bit in Kenya that is very, very. Yeah,
1: it's sheltered. It's uh, quite sheltered. The U.S. is not.
0: But then you you as much. right, and the U.S. is not. Yeah, right. Uh, as much exactly, and then you go that you 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 go down even further. The mm. church in Kenya is even more sanitized. Yeah, you know. People are very, very nice towards each other. Um, It's, it's the the moral threshold is very high. Mm -hmm. Where here, uh, you have a complete disconnection. You know, people are not that connected to each other. And so there's really, it's a very different environment. And so for me, it became less and less important to, to, to think about my faith. And more and more, I started meeting people that were completely different to me.
1: a people who... Now, are they like you in a sense that they were evolving in their faith to become something different? They were walking away from the faith or, or...
0: No, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Um Not at all. And I'll get back to that, but not at all. Mm-hmm. I met people that didn't even know that Bible is the most popular book in the world. Oh, wow. You know, people that had no religious affiliation had never gone to church in their lives. um, you know, I, I hired um, a girl that was that was gay. Yeah. And you, now you have to remember, as I talk about this, is I'm an evangel uh, I've been an evangelical pastor this whole time. Yeah. I come from Kenya. You can't be around gay people. But then I hired somebody because here yeah, it's it's against the law to not hire people because of their sexuality. Right. I was a manager. I hired a girl. She was gay, and we we happened to work the same shift. So at uh, at the end of our shift, I would happen to be her ride right home. Mm. Right. And so uh, from, my, from work to her house, uh, when, I, uh, when I would drop her, her off, she would be asking me questions, of, relational questions, because she knew I was a pastor. And every time, every time, this was a, would happen a few times a week. Yeah. Every time, I would, be, I would be driving back to my house from, you know, after dropping her off, wondering, you know, how is it that she has the same problems I used to hear about and that I had in my own relationship? Hmm. She is gay. How how can you know, lesbian people have the same problems? And slowly but slowly, I started realizing. You know what? Is it possible that I believe something that is completely untrue about these people? Hmm. And, and and the more I talked to her, the more I met other people. I hired more people that were of a different faith. I hired people that were atheists. I had uh, one lady that had been an adherent of four different faiths at four different times in her life. Wow. You know, so I'm I'm meeting people outside the Christian bubble that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. and I just couldn't hold on to some of those things that I held on so, so. And, and then I remember, I'm outside the bubble. I, I really don't go to church anymore. It, it makes me sick to go to church. Yeah. Um. And then now I'm meeting people who seem to be whole, and and if they have any struggles, they are the exact same struggles as any believer that I had ever met. Yeah. And slowly but slowly, it became less important to to ask them about their faith and more important to see them as human beings hmm. right and so i just had to let go of the idea that i had a christian identity uh, or, or at least that i i i, I believe that it was the only valued one right right there's a large kenyan community in atlanta and so i quickly you know started you know uh, kind of going out, meeting these other people. I met, pe- I met people that I was a pastor of. I moved to Atlanta. You know, I would go into like a club. And the first thing out of people's mouth would be, yeah, Pastor Sami!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know? And I, I had this group of, of friends that, you know, I literally was their pastor. When they were 15, 16, I was the pastor at that first church. Yeah, I was you, literally their pastor. The youth
1: pastor, yeah. Right?
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. And so they would they would introduce me. Uh, you know, mm. Pastor Sami, this is this used to be a pastor, you know, hey Pastor Shika, Kunyo Kitu. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here I was, these these are people I knew very well. These are people that are still believers, right? Mm. But until two to three hours before church on Sunday, their faith had nothing to do with their life. And then it would be four o'clock in the morning or something like that. And then suddenly it would be like, hey, I need to go home. (laughs) Right. You know, a whole bunch of people would just disappear. They would be like, I need to go home because I need to get ready for church. You know, and so um, I I just, you know, slowly but slowly uh, realized, you know, even the people that seem to hold on to their faith here in the United States don't really leave it the way they would have back home where you're at a Kesha every Friday, you'd have every lunchtime prayer meeting, you're uh, at some event on Saturday and then you're at church all day Sunday. They don't have that structure here. All they have was an hour and a half of singing and the pastor preaching and going back home. That's exactly how it is till today. Um, A lot of uh, the older generation, like my parents, um, you know, That generation still goes to church a lot, but you can tell that church doesn't serve the same function as in Kenya. The church here serves as a hey, I haven't seen you a whole week. It's a social gathering. It's a social gathering. And if you don't do that, you really are not meeting people people just like you. Right.
1: So, um, so, so
0: in, in meeting people, I, I started meeting people that were, um, you know, that had this, you know, hey, I need to run to church, I need to run to home so I can go to church in like, a couple of hours, hmm. and so, and they would find out a lot of these people would find out I had been a pastor, and immediately the questions of faith would come up immediately. Yeah, you know, so ah, so what were you a pastor really? Yeah, yeah, I really was. Uh, I have I have uh, an advanced diploma to prove it. And so, and then they would be, and and you're out here? I'm like, I would be like, yeah. They're like, so don't you see a problem with you being here and, and having been a pastor? And they would slowly try to coax me out for an opinion. Because they themselves are asking the questions, so it it was slowly uh, becoming clear that even the people that believed the same faith that they did back home, out here they're questioning it because very few people share it. If you go to the office, most of your people, most of the people at the office do not believe the same thing that you do. A lot of them don't believe anything. So there is obviously an evolution that happens here in the United States. Um, every time people have found out I was a pastor, it ends up the, being these questions about. You know, is this faith real? Yeah. Because it doesn't work for me. It doesn't. It just doesn't work for me. But I don't know how to let go, because mm. it is all I know.
1: So by this time, are you have you resolved? Have you resolved? I'm assuming you've resolved this tension. You're, you're, you're okay now with who you are, and do you have a definite like understanding of? This is, this is what I am. Yeah. Right, right. Like, where
0: do I stand in this matter now? Right. One of the things that the listeners are going to want to hear from me is, you know, do I label myself? For example, am I an atheist? Am I an agnostic? Am I, do I still believe? Do I not believe? Like, where do I stand in this matter? Yeah. And I hesitated to, to label anything because the thing about it is these labels also come with connotations about your character. I, I don't know anybody that has labeled themselves as an atheist that hasn't been seen as evil. Um, and so to me, that is not important. The important thing is not um, about, you know, where do I stand? The important question, the important thing to me is what question am I asking? For me, for example, right now, yes, I'm very clear where I stand. And here's where I stand. I need evidence. <laughs> if you make a claim... Yeah. Provide some form of acceptable proof that can be peer-reviewed by people that do not believe the same thing as you, and it comes out as a fact of life. Hmm. And so, until uh, the, the, for me, the people that make the claim are the ones that have to pro uh, uh, the the the, the onus is on them to provide backing for it.
1: So this is claims okay? of faith.
0: So yeah, the claims of faith. Any any kind of claim. I, 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 if you make a claim like that, you need to provide backing. And so in matters of faith, it is more important because you really, really have to provide some backing for it. So mm. that way we can induct it into the halls of science as a factual truth about life, right? Right. So until you provide a proof for your claim, I I am very happy to remain completely unbothered mm. or neutral right. about it. Mm right and oh. so I, I maybe maybe that's what i need to say is uh, that for me my position is i am just not bothered right until that claim is is proven and and a lot of people will will come up with you know hey my experience yeah. is my proof the problem being right there is if your experience is your proof so, so for example if somebody says you know i believe there's a god because he saved me from an accident you yeah. know a really horrible accident where i could have died last year or mm. saved me from a disease all that yeah I, I, I'm going to go with that. Right. Good for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But at the same time, what about the very next person right next to you who did the very same thing happened to and the calamity actually happens. For me, experience doesn't really prove anything because you can you can emphasize well, an aspect of that, right. of that experience. Right. To the, you, you have to your own individual. blind spots. Right. I, I, yeah, it's subjective. You have your I own blind that. spot as to what happened. I get and that. So when somebody says, you know, I this car in front of me flipped over and, and it was really bad and I should have been the one there. And you know what? Everybody in that, in that, yeah. in that accident died. Right. Well, if god was busy saving you over here what was he doing for the people that just died
1: and and i think that the there's definitely going to be uh interesting outlook because we're going to have um there's going to be people who are going to come in with definite stories of uh, that they truly believe are compelling for uh, right. for the evidence well, of, of god so it will be interesting to see your take uh on on that what you're saying is I am unbothered about a life of faith. I am—you no longer go to church. You're not a member. Of, you're not an active member of a church, right?
0: No, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay,
1: I'm not. And yeah. and you're not basically living your life as a Christian. You wouldn't identify as a Christian in terms of belief and conduct.
0: No, world. Okay. I'm about to make an announcement, but yes, <laughs> I am not a Christian.
1: Is this your coming out, Sammy?
0: <laughs> this is my coming out, I guess. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of people in Kenya and the countries that you did your work who know you. And so this will be intriguing uh, once they start hearing about, you know, from the podcast. But I need to ask you the final question um, yeah. as we as we head to close the show. Have you met people who are in this space or have been in this space and they're evolving? They're somehow in a, on a journey and it's, you know, and what has that, have you met them, and what has that been like?
0: Uh, like I said, one of the things that happens often here is, as soon as people find out that I was a pastor, I, I, whether they're Kenyans or Africans or non-Africans, yeah, uh, it quickly becomes a very interesting conversation. Uh, yeah. You know, like the very first question is, "Well, what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> what
1: you happened? know,
0: and that conversations quickly become very authentic, very fast, mm. uh, because you know what happens is that people open up about their own their own belief system. Hmm. And so you you have people that are still holding on. And I've met people over and over again. I've met people all the time that were say, Yeah, you know, I, I was such a, a believer when I you know, I was in Kenya, I was showing up to every meeting. And then I came out here and I, I just became weak and I, I don't believe the same thing. Yeah. Um and I I don't really identify with the church anymore. I, I, I participate, but it, it doesn't do anything for me. So for sure I'm meeting people here. Now the thing about it is because my default setting is to be a pastor,
1: yeah,
0: I know that quickly I'm I'm gonna want to kind of care for this person. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like like validate the fact that they're asking questions here. So that's the thing about it is there are a lot of people here asking questions. Um, asking questions about their own specific church, asking questions about the faith of the people they left back home, Um, and even for Americans here, asking questions because it's like, how can I believe this same thing, and yet the political environment is the way it is because of somebody up top Mm. that claims to be a Christian, that is supported by all these Christians, and yet there's nothing he stands for that I stand for, right? right? And so you have a leader of the world who stands for things, has done things that Christians are absolutely vehemently against. And yet, there are 100 in support of him.
1: Yeah. So
0: a lot of people back here are asking, how can I continue believing this thing when the people that believe this thing are supporting this guy? And yes, that is a good question.
1: It is a
0: good um, And so there, there, there are a lot of people here that are questioning it too. And I think this, this podcast is, has come at a good time. Yeah. But yes, there's a large large, large community here. I'd say most of the Kenyans that I've met that have either gotten out of it completely and just are not bothered anymore Mm -hmm. or asking some real questions because they are right at that age, you know, in their late twenties, early thirties, uh, mid forties. And, and they're just unsettled about what this means. Um, and now they're getting married, they're starting to have children and and not quite, you know, not quite sure. Do I really want to expose my kids to this?
1: Right. Oh, wow. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, Sami's story. Sami, it is very, very uh, exciting to hear your story. Um, And and a lot, a lot is packaged in it. It's going to be very exciting. I think for me, this podcast uh, represents an an intriguing journey. Um, A bit, uh, a very, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, one that we are jumping in with both our heart and soul. Uh, I, I I need to let you know that a lot of people are very very curious. They are you know they're kind of following from the background. Part of it is because the this this sort of conversations can you, you know you obviously know can tend to be can ruffle feathers. They do ruffle feathers, and uh, and yeah. so this has been quite an an interesting journey. But there are a lot of people who've reached out to me and they've said, Pastor, I'm very intrigued. This is where I am at. So just so that you know, there are a lot of people in in our age bracket who are asking just very, very deep and sincere questions. And so they are sort of following the podcast and to just see where it goes. Um, But I must thank you for your courage. I must introduce you formally and officially to the Evolve podcast community as our my, you know, officially, this is the, your official introduction as my co-host on this show, and Karibu Sana, wanasami shangwe na vigelegele gele. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And uh, it's going to be a robust conversation. It's, it will be very interesting to delve through and walk through the issues. There are a lot of stories that we'll continue to hear and to interact and to engage with. But I just really wanted to thank you. Thank you for being willing to uh, be part of this and to walk with me myself uh, as I explore and why there are just people who are leaving the faith and in really, uh, and they're not coming back. And you obviously Mm -hmm. represent uh, that demographic. So, so thank you, Sammy. I'm really, really excited about this.
0: I appreciate it, brother. And, um, for those that are listening and wanna kinda of keep tabs and in touch, um, I have a Facebook page. Uh do, do you mind introducing <laughs> <laughs> yes the you, name of my Facebook page? Uh,
1: uh, Unreverend Sami is your Facebook yes, Sami's Facebook page. You can go and uh, friend is it friend or to subscribe on, on your on, on Unreverend my friend. Is friend. It's to friend you okay. So you're receiving friends. Uh so they can click on there and engage with you. And why unreverend?
0: Um, because it's me being authentic. You're not gonna come in and find a reverend, even though <laughs> <laughs> I have had that official. I was ordained in, in in California, you know. Yeah. But um I I want to make sure that anybody engaging in, in conversations with me knows that it's gonna be authentic. Yeah. Um there's not gonna be a reverend here. Right. But at the same time, the functions of a reverend are not so foreign to me that I'm not willing to do them. If, mm. you, if you're in your, on a journey of evolving, there's yeah. support for you, mm. but uh, it's not going to be in a reverend fashion. So I'm reverend. I also want to be able to engage theologically with um, you know theological and philosophical thinkers, especially in Africa.
1: Yeah, And
0: I think that name suggests that um, there, there's some theological content. So yes.
1: Fantastic. All right. And I am Pastor Wah. This, this podcast will be offering support to people who are evolving in their journey of faith, who are asking questions, who want to relook at their own faith experience and reevaluate it. And I, I'm excited, Sami, because this will be a fantastic platform for us to be able to do that. All right, then. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is the Evolve podcast. You can like, subscribe and share with your friends. Until next time, it's goodbye from us. Bye mm